Welcome back, family. Welcome back to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash we do it all. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. Off-season plans, Chicago Bulls. You see what I'm rocking. So you know for a Chicago Bulls special episode like this, I had to bring on a famous, a famously known guy here on, on Clutch Talk, man. A well-known name, my guy, SMH24, Super Mario Hoops 24. My guy, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Also representing the Bulls. I didn't have too many Bulls jerseys here where I'm at right now, but rocking old Bulls. school. My guy Kyle Corver. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to talk about. Uh, I'm excited to talk basketball. Maybe you know the team. It's probably going to make me a little bit upset talking about them, but it is what it is. That's why we're here. <laughs> That's why we're here, man, and it's all good. I mean, look, brother. Realistically, twenty nine teams are going to be upset when we do these plan, these off season plans. Only one of them, being the Denver Nuggets, will be pretty happy. So, whoever I have on for that episode uh, will be ecstatic <laughs> to be there. But we'll get there when we get there. Right now, we are talking about Windy City. We are talking about Chicago Bulls. Um, so let's go ahead and jump straight into it. Um, for the family out there, make sure you check out all of Garrett's work. Everything will be linked in the description down below. Make sure you get at him. Great YouTube content creator. And um, as always, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Smash that like button. Check us out on the socials. Uh, but let's get into it. My guy Garrett, look, check it out. The Bulls finished in the 10th seed, finished with a record of 40 wins and 42 losses, beat the Raptors in that first playing game, and then lost to the Heat in the second playing game. So talk to me as a Bulls fan. How do you feel about the season? Are you content? Are you happy? Are you disappointed? Give me your thoughts. I I personally was really disappointed this season. Um, I think most people expected, you know, there's a lot of teams that, you know, were on the rise kind of this season, like before the year. People knew that before they traded everyone, like the Nets were going to be better, like with KD and Kyrie. Then all of a sudden they got rid of everyone and everyone kind of like lost stock in them. Um, like you knew that a lot, a lot of these teams, like maybe the Hawks were going to be better, more healthy and stuff like that. Um, of course, like the Heat are always up there. And then that's on top of the teams that we thought were the juggernauts, like the Bucks, Celtics, the Sixers. Um, and then the Cavs are going to be better because they had a Donovan Mitchell. So like, there was a lot of teams in the East that maybe made improvements. And while I think we still did in the off season, cause I think, you know, Andre Drummond was a big addition like last summer. And I think even when he was play like playing for us, I know he didn't end the year with us, but I think Drogic was good in spurts for us. Um, like as a, tr- a traditional point guard, essentially. And he was good in the, in the combo game with Drummond. Um, but I think everyone expected us to be a playoff team at the very least. And like, I still remember when um, I don't remember if it was on ESPN or TNT last year, but in game five, when we lost to the bucks and I think it was at ESPN, I think Mike Breen said it, uh, you know, like this, he's like, this is going to be either disappointing ending for the bulls, but this is going to be a playoff team for many years to come. And like, we just see what's happened since. And like, we had a horrible season, you know, the, the Lonzo ball news, I think people in Bulls Nation need to kind of get over it. Essentially, like I, I, I like Lonzo. I think when he's healthy, he's great. He's a good guy. But at the end of the day, like we can't be banking so much on him to like change our whole fortunes. Like as much as I think I like how passionate Bulls fans are, like there's some people that think we if we were healthy with Lonzo, that we would have beat the Heat, which it's like maybe we could have, but they think we could have been in the same position as the Heat. And I don't think that's even realistic. You know, like we couldn't have made the NBA finals, even if we did have Lonzo 
if we had Lonzo, Lamelo, Leangelo, Lavar, I don't care who we had, <laughs> <laughs> we could have had the whole family. We 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 were not going to make the finals. Like, I I think that's just the reality of it. But I think it, Bulls fans, even though you know they love their team and everything like that, most of us, you know, we love our team, but it's like we're not even half as delusional as Arturis Karnisovis or as Mark Eversley or as Billy Donovan. You know what I mean? Like the, the, these guys just, they continue to say we're a playoff team. They continue to make excuses for us that like, we're going to get the job done. We're going to be fine moving forward. And ultimately we're not like, I don't know how many times like I, and personally for me, I never was high on Fred Hoiberg as a coach when he was with us. I definitely was not high when Jim Boylan was a coach with us, but I don't know if I've ever had a season where I've listened to more post-game press conferences from our head coach and just cringed because I don't know. I don't know what the guy's even saying. There's no game plan. I still remember one time where he said he calls timeouts and he doesn't talk to the team. He lets them figure it out. Well, that's not a recipe for success. We should have known we weren't going to do anything at that moment in the season. So like, it's like, Hey, I just call timeout just to let them like talk or whatever. And there's no leadership on this team. Like maybe at the end of the year, like Patrick Beverly tried to bring some of that, but like there, there just wasn't any leadership all year long. A lot of people like pout and, you know, kind of just the body language shows. And personally for me to answer the question in short, I was disappointed. <laughs> disappointed. Okay. All right. So look, so I'm, I'm not gonna lie, brother. I do have some, I do have some put some pushback on that. And, you know, we, we kind of talk about that because, I'm maybe not as delusional as Billy Donovan and you know and, and maybe some of the some of the staff that they some of the coaches and play and players that they have on staff over there. But I'm not gonna lie, and I I actually even called you on long time like during the season and we talked about this, and I was just saying like what to you like makes the Bulls such a bad team because on paper they are a really good team and and. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm a big fan of Lonzo ball. Like I do think Lonzo ball would be a perfect addition. It would be exactly what this team is. One, one of the parts exactly what this team's missing. This this team's missing a couple of things. And I think Lonzo ball and what he brings is one of those things that, that, that the teams are missing. So I do think that he would make this team a lot better. Now I would not go as far as to say championship better. Like absolutely not, but I'll be real to you. When you made that point of, of y'all wouldn't beat the heat i don't know i don't know i said we we could have beat the heat but Mm -hmm. like i'm saying we wouldn't have been in the in the same place the heat were like we couldn't have got all the way to the finals i don't think so so then if 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 that's the case then what you would have lost at the at the eastern conference final because i mean the heat made it to the finals and if you could beat the heat i mean if i think honestly like you might disagree but i think even if the bucks were injured we were losing to the bucks man really Man, yeah, I'm, that's it. That's just okay. how we are. Like we, okay. we just we can't we don't have the Bucks number at all. And 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 the thing is, and for like for all these like off season plans and whatnot, like you you know that's that's your team. So you're a specialist of your, of your team. So I'm like I'm you know I'm not I'm not even I'm not even gonna go back. I'm not even gonna <laughs> go back and forth with that. But all I'm saying is that I do think this Bulls team, it, it they. And from you, I, I understand because you're a Bulls fan. You're going to be hardest on your team. You know, you're going to be your team's hardest critic. But I really do think this Bulls team has the core to make a championship run. And I, I'm and I might sound crazy. I might get flamed in the comment section for that. But if you just put Lonzo Ball and you can have Andre Drummond be half the player that he's supposed to be, I think this team is a championship team. You put Vooch at the four. Yeah, I think for me, like, it's just – and it's not that, like – 
I don't think Lonzo could make us better because we remember last year when Lonzo was healthy and we were we were the one seed most of the year. Now were we the best team in the East? Probably not, but we were still one of the best teams in the East even at that point. Probably like a top four or five team um, all year long last season when he was healthy. But the thing for me is like, and it's kind of similar like what we saw with, um, you know, like John Wall. I guess like when he missed like a couple years, like he missed two full seasons in three years and the other year he played like half the year like we're probably going to be seeing that from Lonzo where it's like by the end of next season he'll have only played like half a season's worth and at that point it's hard to just count on that player to come back but I think like part of the reason why like this season was so frustrating is like we would beat like last season if you remember like we were pretty good, but we only basically beat bad teams. So that's why everyone was writing us off. They're like, they're two in like 17 against the top eight teams in the NBA. This season against, I think, the top eight teams, we had a winning record. Okay. Even in the finals, think of the two teams that made the finals this year the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. We went four and one against them in the regular season, just those two teams. Right. But we had a losing record against losing teams. And that's a loser's mentality. Because I feel like personally, like what I compare us to, and it's funny because we beat them twice this year too. And everyone was like, oh, the Boston Celtics, like all year long, they were looking so great, but they lost to the Bulls twice. How could they lose to the Bulls? It's because we play just like the Boston Celtics. We're just worse from every angle, talent wise. Mm -hmm. We play so much similar to them where it's like your turn, my turn. You take it, Damar. You take it, Zach. You know what I mean? And then like, Nikola Vucevic almost kind of is like in that Al Horford role, but he's nowhere near the defender he is. And Billy Donovan is kind of just sitting there, like sitting back, kind of <laughs> admiring from the sidelines, which Joe Missoula does as well. It's just that Joe Missoula gets on his players more often than Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan, I, like I even said, during timeouts, he'll just like talk with his coaching staff. He won't even talk with the team a lot of times. So it's like we and, and I, I kind of blame Jerry Reinsdorf, who's like the owner of the Bulls, because he, he's been so content over the last few years just being a team, you know, like just just existing almost. And I feel like maybe he cares more about like his White Sox in recent years than than the Bulls, which is really frustrating to me because, well, one, is frustrating from a basketball perspective. And two, because I like the Cubs. I don't like the White Sox. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that's that's even more annoying. Um, but I don't know. I just think like this year it's been frustrating because we can't beat the, the bad teams, the the easy games like that we've lost. We lost to Orlando at home. Jalen Suggs hit a game winner on us. Essentially, we lost uh, twice to the Wizards. We lost to the Spurs. We lost to the Rockets. We lost twice to the Pacers. We lost to the Hornets. That's eight games we should have. And I don't think that's an exaggeration to say we shouldn't have won those games. And now think of our record. If that was the case, we're 48 and 34. We're probably the five seed in the in the Eastern Conference playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, which I think we could beat. We played them twice, and both those games in the last two-minute report, too, should have been in favor of us. So, like, there's a lot of things that could have went our way, but we just didn't execute. We didn't take care of business. And I, I know I've told you a lot, like, in the last two-minute reports this year, we got screwed the most of any team in the NBA. But at the same time, like, we're just not a good team, Mike. And that's just simple. And I don't want to be content being a playoff team every year, especially because – Last year we were that. Now this year we weren't. Next year we're going to be a playoff team again, maybe. Like, and we we don't even know. So like, you got to take as Giannis said. I know, I know, like the failure part isn't part of it, but like you got to take steps. You know totally. what I mean? Totally. No, I I I 
I, I can I could totally agree. I could totally agree with that. Um, I'm I'm right there with you. I think that the great way to I feel like sum up from what I seen from the Bulls season. You can you know feel free to tell me if you disagree. From what I seen from the Bulls season this season was not only you know dealing with bad coaching and some injuries, uh, some unfortunate injuries, but I feel like it also did they got just very content. Like when they would beat it, they'd beat a good team, and then they'd be like, oh yeah, we ready to go. And then they got Orlando Magic coming into coming into you know their home next next day, and they're like, oh. Like we're not really worried about Orlando or like we don't really need to get as prepared or really be as locked in. And in the NBA, if you're not locked in, you you can get your butt handed to any single night. So I think that I think that'd be a pretty good, you know, way to I feel like describe how that how the Bulls season went last season. Would you would you say that's fair? I, I I would agree with that. And I think the stat that sums it up is like you think about last season, I think we started the year off four no and then we lost to the Knicks. So we won our first four games last season when, when we first got DeMar and those guys. We didn't have a four-game winning streak all season. Damn. All season long. we Damn. It was three games max. And we had a lot more losing streaks longer than three games as well. So that should almost be telling right then and there. Uh, like we had, a, we had, I think, like a nine or ten-game winning streak last year. Uh, we had like another like six-game winning streak. Obviously, the four-game winning streak to start the year. This year, like we, the most we had is three. So, like, you couldn't even get happy for more than like a week at a time. Like, that, that, that's what's crazy. It's like, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm happy for like a couple days. Usually it was about like two, three days. And then, oh, here come the bulls again to stink it up. So, <laughs> oh man, that's a tough, that's a, a tough, uh, tough team to be a fan of. But don't you worry, I'm a Lakers fan. So I know a little bit of that as well. But yeah. let's go ahead and keep it pushing. Um, let's, talk about honestly my biggest question uh besides you know what do you feel like you know what's really holding that bulls team back but my biggest question is to you okay free agency is coming up demar is on an expiring deal you know we you know demar and zach are you know the two head honchos of the team do you look to run it back this year and give demar and zach one more chance to be able to do it and figure it out and give the bulls team another chance or do you try to get DeMar off while he's on this expiring contract only because if he walks that, if he walks next year and, and free agency, you just lost him for no reason, for nothing. So you can maybe get him for something. Yeah, I think there's two sides to this. And what I think we should do is I feel like we should blow it up. I mean, like if, you, if you're just looking at the contracts, like Zach Levine scheduled to get like 40 plus million, like every year for the next four years and, and that last year's a player option for like 49 million but i mean honestly the way that he's been playing lately he's still great but he's also very injury prone and he's very like predictable i would say like he, he does a lot of the same moves he's very like i don't know what the word is maybe like mechanical <laughs> i guess like his game like it, it just seems like very expected so you, and like you could guard him man Yes, easily. Yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent. Yes. You heard that, Zach. Come, come, come get this smoke with my boy. And honestly, you could guard him probably by not even guarding him sometimes. Like that's just how he gets sometimes. Like he's just too inconsistent. And the fact that he's the highest paid player on our team should already be a signal for that. Because first of all, I still think DeMar DeRozan's the best player on our team. Like, so I think this team is like, he's the primary player. When you think of the Bulls, you think of DeMar DeRozan, but he's also an expiring deal. So you would think they should trade DeMar DeRozan. I would think they wouldn't bring back Vucevic. Um, the one thing about Vucevic, though, is that, like, he's usually been, like, the recruiter for a lot of these guys to come here. Like, I think he recruited uh, Patrick Beverly. He definitely recruited DeMar DeRozan. Um, I think he also recruited 
uh, Drummond, I believe. So like, and, and Drogic as well. So like he's played a big part in that. And like, those are pieces that are good enough that we could make, make things work, I suppose. But I just don't know if it's worth it at this point. Like just because like he's been there for two and a half years and I just don't think it works in this system. Like, honestly, like even though Vucevic is a better player than Drummond, I think we'd have more success if like Drummond was our starting center and we just put like better wings around us and put like a true point guard there because we don't know what's going to happen with Lonzo ball. You know what I mean? Like, and Kobe white, like he's, he stepped up the later half of the year. Um, it should be interesting to see like what he does, like if he's given like the keys to be a point guard, because I've always thought he's more of a shooting guard, but he did play good. Like um, the last like couple months of the season. So I think definitely like you got to bring him back. He has a team option. Um, you know, Patrick Williams, it's a bit high, but I mean, it's a team option that's not like too excessive. I've been kind of like against him, I would suppose, like at points this season, um, mainly because like I, I would literally call him and you, you might think this is funny, but in the first half of the year, like I literally thought he was like Billy Donovan's boyfriend, <laughs> like because this dude would get like all playing time. It wouldn't matter what happened. But I don't know. Maybe they had a riff maybe through the year because he started like getting less playing time. And I thought, honestly, he started playing a little bit better as the season went on. So definitely like should try to bring him back. I think Javante Green is as good as gone, even though it would be nice if we kept him. But someone's going to pick him up, you know, like and and I feel like honestly, like what you just saw out of Bruce Brown with the Denver Nuggets, like Javante Green could do that on a lot of teams like if it's the Golden State Warriors or if it is the Denver Nuggets or the Boston Celtics, like he played there before, maybe not quite as good, but he can give you like a lot of the same things, like as an all around guy, like a Mr. I do it all. Um, there's a lot of times where we played this year and it felt like he was the only guy trying on the court, you know, and that's even, that's even with Alex Caruso on our team, which I know a lot of times he does give it his all. And usually after, I think after Javante went down, Caruso showed more of that, but, at that point, like it was kind of just like Javante, like he was the only guy who was giving us energy. So like, I, I feel like personally they should maybe try to move DeRozan as even though he's, he was great for us last year, but it just makes sense. You shouldn't bring back Vucevic and they're not going to trade Levine yet just because they just signed him last year. So they're going to have to probably wait another year before that happens. Um, Cause nobody's going to probably trade for him or trade that much for him right now with that much money. But um I feel like they should move on, but knowing Jerry Reinsdorf, they will not. There's already talks that they're going to extend Vucevic again. Um, you know, DeRozan, they're probably going to keep him for this year. They're going to not be stuck with Lonzo's contract again for a whole nother year. And it's just going to be a bad season. <laughs> so, but, Dang, my boy, you gotta, you gotta speak good things into the earth. You gotta speak at, good things. The, at least though, this time I'm anticipating it. Cause last year I still thought we'd be a seven seed. And I think even like when we did, when we did a, we did like a standings prediction video on your channel last year. I think you even had them higher than I did or something yeah, like that. So like, I mean, we, people thought the bulls were going to do bigger things this season, but I think now like we can kind of, we see what we see. Um, maybe there's a potential that they have like a, that this was like the Knicks season last year where it was just like, you know, injuries a little bit. And then also just like, you know, the chemistry wasn't there, but then you get a new voice in there. Like you get like a, like a Jalen Brunson in there, like as the point guard, like maybe we get someone like that and then we find a way to turn it around. But I wouldn't count on it knowing how cheap Jerry Reinsdorf is. <laughs> hey man, Jalen Brunson would be amazing for you guys right now. Jalen Brunson would be yeah. 
the answer to a lot. But you, you he know, grew you, up kind of in Chicago too, because his, his dad coached the Bulls. In the, he knew like when we had the D Rose teams, the Kyle Corver teams too. Um, when we had those teams, like he would he would shoot around like in uh, the practice facilities and stuff. Like he kind of grew up there. Come so, on, Jalen Brunson. Come on, man. Come come pay it forward, Jalen Brunson. Come, come pay on. it forward. Come on. <laughs> come on, baby. But look, man, uh, honestly, you touch you you touched on a lot. Um, and and I and I I agree with, with you know with some of it. I'm I'm in definitely in agreement with the fact that Vooch has got to be uh out the door. Or if Vooch is not out the door, in my opinion, you gotta stop trying to play him at the five. He's not a five, he's not supposed to be a five, he's too small to be a five, he's not physical enough, he doesn't have enough footwork, he doesn't have the right post post work, like he's just not meant to be a five, he's meant to be a four. So one thing that you know I do agree with is is the fact that you either move away from Vucevic and if you decide to bring him back, if you if if the Bulls front office is like we're gonna bring him back, you bring him back, but you bring him back knowing that he's going to be that four and either you bring Andre Drummond off, off the bench. And I know uh, Andre Drummond is another player who's um, who, who he needs to have his contract read up. So if you read, if you re up Nikola Nikola Vucevic, you have to understand that he's coming in as a force here. You either bring him up, bring him back onto Drummond as well, or you're bringing in another, another five. The problem is though, I talked about this with Jelson when we were talking about, you know, with, with, with trading uh, Carlton Towns or not. Mm -hmm. the market for the fives are kind of slim so unless you're gonna get you know you're gonna get a big splash or a big bang if you could just get Andre Drummond to be half the player that he once was you don't even need him to be the scorer that he was when he was in Detroit like when he was young he was able to put the ball in the basket he was able to put the ball on the ground a little bit all you need him to do is be so aggressive on the boards guard the other teams the other team's big man right for for when but the, the Bulls are in the East, so they have to make it out of that East. So that means they have to be able to get past Joel Embiid. It means they have to be able to get past Giannis. That means they have to be able to get past that that long, lengthy Celtics team. I mean, let's let's see if they let's see if they stay together. But you have to get past all those teams. And Nikola Vucevic, every single year, every single one time he's gone against those teams in the playoffs. It, he gets exposed. He's getting exposed. So I think that you either need to bring back Andre Drummond and just say, Hey, just grab some rebounds and be physical, help Vooch out in the offensive end. And he'll, he'll be able, he'll be able to get it done. Like someone we could even target like in, in free agency or whatever, like someone who's a former bull. And I know like if we went the route of like starting Drummond, like maybe bring back Robin Lopez. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people liked him. I know he's older, but like he gives us more defensive like options than Vucevic does he's also pretty efficient you know I know he's not like the most like mobile I suppose but I I just like it I think it defensively gives us more than Vucevic would and then also like I don't know I think it just would add like a better voice honestly in the locker room but that's then and it also is cheaper to keep in mind too so if we got him maybe make a move at someone else you know gotcha and are you saying bring Robin in Robin Lopez in have him play the five and Vuce play the four I was I was just saying like let just go of Vooch. like <laughs> just just bring it bring him in start drumming and let go of Vooch. because like I I get what you mean I get what you mean like how it's hard for him to play the five because he's just not he's like undersized. that rim, not that rim protector he's undersized like you said and like his he's a three point shooter but he's not an efficient three point shooter for what you'd hope in this era of basketball and if you got like you know yeah we could put him at the four. But at the same time, like, how, how is he going to be guarding fours? Because they're going to be a lot quicker than him. They're going to probably blow by him. Like, Aaron Gordon is, was a starting four on the championship Nuggets this year. Killing. Aaron Gordon's having his way 
killing Vucevic. <laughs> or just imagine Giannis, you know what I mean? Or like, yeah, or AD. I know AD kind of played five near the end of the year, but like still like that, that's not an ideal matchup either. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so then, all right, so then you're, you're more on the board of just getting Vucevic gone. So then what I want to get to is Kobe white. Kobe white is a, is honestly, maybe I'm just a Loki, a bulls fan. Cause there's just so many players on the team. I'm just so bullish on i'm like wow like your potential is so crazy this team's potential is so crazy kobe white is one of them i was i was an advocate of saying he should have been getting more playing time um i know he's a bit of a liability on on the on the defensive end but he's a player who got got a knockdown three-pointer and he hustles he hustles so talk to me how you feel about bringing kobe white back i know there's also ao i think it's ao or io i don't know how you uh, yeah io i know io DeSumo was also uh, also on an expiring deal so those are the two guards so how do you feel about those two guards and you kind of need to figure that point guard situation out because lonzo doesn't look like he's coming yeah i i don't know what's really gonna happen because again like it seems like everything i think everything most of bulls nation thinks like it seems like Jerry Reinsdorf just wants to go the other direction, um, you know, and, and I don't know what Arturis is going to like, what direction he's going to go in either. But I think personally, like, you know, Kobe White's on a team option this year for about seven and a half million. I would take that. I mean, if you think about like most of our young guys on the team, like that are 25 and younger, most of them either suck or they're just not getting like the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like just going down the list, like Lonzo's got the injuries and then, uh, Carolick Jones, I actually like him. I think he's pretty solid and he can contribute for us, but like he's played most of the year with the Windy City Bulls. And then you got Kobe. I think Marco's solid too. It's just he hasn't get, gotten Marco Samanovich. He just hasn't got much of a chance. And then like Terry Taylor, Justin Lewis, like those guys probably wouldn't contribute much to us moving forward, anyways. Uh, I think Dalen Terry, you kind of have to invest in him a little bit just because like he was our first round pick last year and he hardly got used. I think of everyone that was drafted um, in the like top 20 i think in the draft this past year he averaged like the least amount of points per game and he played like the least amount of games um and he kind of was just like an energy guy off the bench which is kind of unfortunate because i feel like when he played he wasn't that bad either um you know and patrick williams i think he's on a fair he's on a fair deal enough that you should bring him back but i guess like to the point about that like kobe white's probably the best player um near the end of the season from what i saw like he was like the best budget player of those guys that are 25 or younger. So you want to hold on to him. As for Io DeSumo, I mean, he's not on a guaranteed deal next year because he was a second-round pick. Um, so he was on contract this year. But I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like he didn't really have a great end of the year either. Like, a lot of the times, um, just like watching him, he played out of control. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's just one of those players that – and it's, it's weird because like you look at his stats and he has like a high assist turnover ratio, um, at least for someone like at that age, but he, he just plays too out of control. A lot of times he'll get the ball, he'll go in fast break. He'll try a one on four to score on everyone. And like, I know he's still young, but he's also like, should be one of the more experienced young guys in the league. Cause he went like all four years or three years or whatever to school. Um, and he was on the, the one seed in college. So like in, in the March Madness tournament. So like, you think about all that. He was on the team last year. He got big minutes last year, like right when Lonzo went down and he started playing good. Like I think he had like, uh, I want to say like he had a stretch or something where he had like multiple double digit games, like maybe five of them over the course of a month or something like that. And like, it just didn't feel like that this year. And maybe part of that is just like the weird role, um, like with Billy Donovan. But I, 
I feel like most Bulls fans would say keep Kobe and get rid of Io, um, which is tough because, you know, I would assume he's the hometown kid. He's from Chicago. You know what I mean? So, like, people – like, basically, he's, like, today's Bulls version of, like, D. Rose in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, from that sense. But he's nowhere near the player that he is. <laughs> I was about so, to say, except, so, like, a million times worse. Yeah, he's nowhere near the player that he is. So, it, it comes a point where it's, like – you know, not every Chicago player like needs to play for the Bulls. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, Isaiah Thomas is like hated in Chicago and, and he's from Chicago. So like that should just be a prime example. But I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I would say keep Kobe, maybe bring back Io if it's like a cheap deal, but like maybe be like more selective um, with the lineups you play him with. But knowing Billy Donovan, can we rely on that? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then last last guard I want to get your opinion on is Patrick Beverly, also another free agent coming up. Uh, you mentioned it. You talked about how he does bring energy. He does bring that veteran presence. But, mm. you know, how much are you willing to pay for energy and veteran presence? And uh, honestly, as a Lakers fan, I'll tell you right now, inefficiency on offense inefficiency and if he yeah and if he thinks and if he makes one shot he's gonna think he's michael jordan and come down court and take step back three-pointers when you're like whoa that entire possession the ball did not touch the best two players hands and it just went all through your hands and you took a step <laughs> back just because you think you're feeling it brother this isn't the route for you so that's how yeah. i feel as a lakers fan about patrick beverly but how do you feel yeah i think over the past couple of years like you know it's kind of funny because when you think of Pat Bev over his career, like you think of just the defender, the menace, you know what I mean? Like he kind of just gets under people's skin. Um, that's kind of been his thing for, throughout his whole career. But you don't think of him as like a three-point shooter. And like most of his career, he's been actually a pretty good three-point shooter. But ever since he left the Clippers, he hasn't been that. You know, like last year with Minnesota, he fell off. And then with your Lakers this year, he wasn't that great. He wasn't great with my Bulls. So I feel like at that point, it's like, He's still undersized. He can't move as maybe as good as he used to. Um, and he can't shoot the ball as good as you would hope, especially for a guard. So like, and I, th I think it's, I think a lot of people are saying like, he's already like going to be gone, like, or he's planning to leave. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, he's probably not pleased because of all the seasons that he's finished off. This is the first time he's missed the playoffs. So he's, I'm sure he's probably a little bit upset with that. So, um, but hey, I, I, I don't see him really coming back. If he did, that's cool. But I think that like there there's pros and cons to Patrick Beverly on any team. It's it's a little bit like Draymond, like where it's like when he's on his game, like he can do a little bit of everything. But when he's like off his game, usually he's getting upset, you know, um, and maybe it's costing his team. I mean, you even saw like when he got suspended in the finals, right? So like that's just one example, and that's something that you can expect kind of from Patrick Beverly too. But I feel like at this point, he would just take away kind of from Kobe White and his role on the team if, if they want to make him like a starter. Um, so I feel like you could bring him back. You can keep him as a mentor. But I feel like Patrick Beverly just likes playing basketball, too, that he wants to go somewhere where he can actually contribute as well. I don't think he wants to like this Udonis Haslam type of role or anything yeah. like that. Man, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I think that as much veteran presence as he brings, as much of that grit and that dog he brings, I think that with your situation right now that you guys got with the point guards, unless Lonzo Ball, you know, the, unless the Lord comes down from and magically heals him <laughs> and like you know, he, and he's good to play, um, I think your best option is give the keys to Kobe White. He's got a lot of upside, a lot of potential. Say, hey, man, like 
we got some things you need to work on, but looks like you're our only option here. And give him the keys and don't that's take how it. you know we're in trouble i think like <laughs> and i and i and i love kobe i think he's played good the second half of the year but like if we're relying on him like but who else are you going to that's my thing like you just literally just it's him and da- and and dalen terry and i'm not gonna lie like the, i i like dalen terry another player maybe i'm maybe again maybe this is my bulls bias kicking in for whatever reason but i like dalen terry a lot i i, I know p- pick up basketball and five on five nba basketball is two totally different things but if you mm-hmm. pick if i if you watch him in the rico hines runs man he's a bucket he's so damn good <laughs> and i i would i would like to think that i could translate to the nba so in my opinion you give all the shots to Col- kobe white and dalen terry and say go let's let's figure something out because unless lonzo comes back what, what are you gonna do yeah you're not gonna do much <laughs> it's tough that, that's just it's how tough. it is you're not gonna do much man right. all right all right for sure so then brother let's let's go ahead and get to some of the last topics here we're going to cover for the bulls and that is going into the off season let's say that um the bulls you know gave you a call right now mid mid pod episode they was like yo garrett um this is your team i'm not gonna lie uh you got to make all the decisions so going into the off season what's the number one thing we're doing so garrett what's the number one thing you are going to do as a Bulls front office GM, whatever. Well, if they did call me right now, I'd probably hang up just because if, if, if they if they have to ask me to, to decide their fate, um, then they don't even deserve their job. But I think, um, you know, it seems likely that they're going to run this group back again, just because that's what Arturis Karnisovic has been saying all year long. Is that like, he feels like that we have enough. There's been kind of rumblings that maybe we'll break it up, but, I'm fully expecting DeRozan, Levine, and Vucevic to be back on this team next year. So I would think that, you know, we got Andre Drummond on contract next year as well. So he's good. He'll be there. Um, And then also like Patrick Williams, you get him for the team option, Um, you know, and then maybe Dale and Terry gets more of an opportunity. Alex Caruso is still on contract, but he very well might be in a lot of trade rumors just because I think a lot of teams might want him. So the biggest thing you need to address, assuming they bring back Vucevic, is a point guard, I would think. Like, you need, like, a true point guard. And I know, like, yeah, Kobe um, has played good to end the year. I just don't know how I feel about him being, like, a true point guard. I know, like, recently, like, Fred Van Vliet, like, he turned down that option. So he's he's potentially a candidate. I don't know how I feel about him as a point guard. Um, you know, Kyrie's going to cost probably too much. And also, I don't know if I want that headache. Um, not D'Angelo Russell. And like, honestly, there's not a whole lot of point guards. Like maybe one of them that might be a good one could be Gabe Vincent. I mean, he does have some finals experience. I know he played bad the past past couple games to end the finals, but I think he's a guy that like plays hard no matter what. And I feel like he probably fits like the identity of like the city of Chicago um, that he can instill that maybe in the team in Chicago a little bit. Um, you know, maybe Trey Jones could be an option too. If you think about like with like, there's rumors that maybe Chris Paul might go to the Spurs and like be a mentor, like with Wemby. So like if they can't bring him back, maybe the bulls could go after him. Um, but I think maybe those are two of the guys that they should look at as a point guard. Um, someone that can like shoot the ball or either like play as like a true point guard. Cause Trey Jones is one of the best at like being a, being an efficient playmaker. Like I think just like his brother, like they have one of the highest assisted turnover ratios in the league. Um, but you even said like the center position, like we're going to have Drummond back next year, assuming we bring back Vucevic, like 
I don't know how much we'd really need a center then because those guys are going to get most of the minutes. But maybe you could also, if let's say they didn't bring back Vucevic or like let's say they wanted to look at more options, um, I don't. They probably have to make a trade to make that work, and that's probably why um, Alex Caruso might be in trade rumors or even Lonzo. Although you're going to have to package a lot with Lonzo to get him off. Um, so, but like probably guys like. I mean, Yaka Pertle was rumored to the Bulls. Um, if they could find a way to get their hands on him or Nas Reed, um, you know, maybe that could help him. I think Biombo might be a realistic opportunity because he's kind of older. He might take like a minimum deal, um, especially because we don't know what's going to happen with the Suns right now either. So that's probably like maybe getting Biombo, maybe finding a way to get Trey Jones, but only if that's like if Chris Paul goes there, or like the Spurs spend their money to compete now and put something around Wemby um, who's going to be there. So, but it's, it's just like, honestly, like that's a lot of like hope. Like I really don't know <laughs> like what's going to happen. Like that's like the best case scenario I could think of, but I, I know this team too well that they're probably not going to put the best options around them. And it's going to look disappointing going into next year. But Hey, if that, if they do that, like that's about as happy as I could be at this point. So yeah, it <laughs> yeah. is what it is. I feel you, brother. I feel you. It is, it's, it's, it's slim pickings right now. It's slim pickings with the bulls, <laughs> but all right, brother. So let, let's get to the last question that I got here for you. And that's, can you give me a word or a phrase to describe about how you felt about this past season that just happened? And then give me another word or another phrase to describe about how you feeling about this uh, season coming up right now. One word for both, or a um, phrase. You can give me a phrase if you want to. I I feel like I only need a word, probably. <laughs> this guy's both. <laughs> um, um, I think for this past season, I would say nauseous. Like it made me feel nauseous. That's probably the word I'm gonna use. Okay. Uh, just just because there's so many times that like I it felt like my stomach turned upside down having to watch what I had to watch every day on the screen. Um because I know we're, we have more than what we show, like, but we, we just always disappointed. And then moving forward the next season, um, I'll say spooked, spooked. Okay. <laughs> nauseous <laughs> and spooked. Okay. Yep, nauseous and spooked. I, I don't know. I don't know if those are the ideal words, but I'm kind of just spooked. Cause I don't know what to expect at this point. Like I, and I feel like I've said that like a hundred times, but like, I just don't know what, I, I don't know what goes through, no offense, but that old fart, <laughs> like Jerry Reinsdorf, I don't know what goes through his head. So, like, I don't know. And and what's even worse is, I this was a couple years ago, but there was, like, a, a rumor that, like, when Jerry Reinsdorf, like, sells the bulls or no longer is going to own the bulls, it's going to go down to his family tree. So that's great. So, <laughs> like, the whole next era of Chicago Bulls basketball is going to be in the Reinsdorf family. That's just what we need, man. You got to you gotta, you gotta marry in the family. You got to go find find out if they got a daughter, marry in the family, and then you're right there, brother. You're, right, you, you're going to be I, making I, decisions. I, I, don't, I don't know what how you plan to title, like, these episodes, but honestly, like, an option might just be, like, watch Super Mario Hoops rant about Jerry Reinsdorf <laughs> for, like, 40 minutes <laughs> or something. Uh, how to... Fudge over a franchise. <laughs> yeah, how to how to make fans lose their mind and lose faith, and <laughs> maybe almost. No, I'm not. I, I'd never switch a team. Even as bad as we are, I've never switched teams. But hey, Garrett, we 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 got a spot for you over here. Nah, we got a spot I'm, for I'm, you over here, Garrett. You want to come? You want to come with us? I don't, I don't I don't need eggplant on my on my <laughs> side, man. 
<laughs> man, we already know how Gary feel about LeBron, man. But for the family out there, man, this was a great episode, man. Uh, jam-packed, talked all about the Bulls, um, talked a little bit about the last season, talked about free agency, what are we doing with the core, DeMar, Zach, Vooch, what's the deal? We got all of my guys' thoughts. Um, Garrett, do you have any last words to say before we uh, skedaddle out of here? All I'm going to say is I just hate how – like, and I didn't even mention this, but I just hate how secretive the Bulls are because apparently they also signed Billy Donovan to an extension after winning one playoff game last year. They got announced midseason. It was secretive. And then also, like, there's rumors that they did for Archeris Karnisovas too. And it's like, that's like the mentality that, like, we're content with losing. And that's that's why I've been kind of blaming Jerry Reinsdorf so much for most of this because it does feel like he, he invests more in the, in the White Sox. Like, you see all these, like, like I think they used to have Bulls and White Sox camps. Now it's more, more, mainly just, like, the White Sox camps and stuff like that. Like, so I, I'm, I'm just disappointed, to say the least. Uh, hopefully it gets better, um, and hopefully – I don't know. We we luck into a championship somehow, some way. Maybe Michael Jordan can come back from retirement, or, or something. LeBron can go to your team and carry you guys to a championship. If LeBron goes to my team, maybe <laughs> I will switch teams. <laughs> You are hilarious, Gary, man. But for the family out there, man, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like I mentioned, don't forget to check out all of my guys' work. Everything will be linked in the description down below. Make sure to get at him. Um, go subscribe. Go show some love. Make sure to check out his Twitter. But I got to tell you, it's, it's, some, it's some wild stuff going on over there, man. But see, just check it out for yourself, man. Everything will be linked in the description down below. And as always, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, let us know what team you're trying to see next. And as um, as y'all see, we're just going to keep pushing these uh, offseason plans all offseason. But um, that's it. We out of here, y'all. Clutch Talk out.